What's up, you guys? I'm your host, Michael Swoboda, and this is the Average Alaskan Podcast, the show where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of Alaskan outdoors and life in Alaska. Back in the studio with the one, the only, Mr. Sean Love. Yo, what's up, guys? We're back with you guys. It's Oof. been a while. Long time. It's been a doozy. September has come and gone. We are in full force of fall, and snow is starting to fall around the state. <sighs> We're back, though. We're back to bless your ears. And before we get into all the stuff that's been going on in our world the last, shoot, what has it been? A couple months now? Two months at least. At least. I would say August is gone. Yeah, because I think the last last episode we did was summing up 4th of July weekend when we were off fishing and stuff. (laughs) It's been crazy, but we appreciate you guys hanging in, continuing to listen, staying up to date, getting caught up on the back back catalog of episodes we have for you guys. So we really appreciate that. We appreciate all your messages and pictures throughout the fall. That's always great. And we really appreciate when you guys reach out and see if we're still alive. See if we're still recording. Amen. Because we are. And we appreciate that y'all miss us and care about us. So uh, <laughs> shout out to y'all because somebody needs to care about us because I don't know who is. But yeah. y'all are. You got the best fans. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, we promise we haven't been gone in vain. We've been out getting content for y'all. Mm, getting after it. Getting experience out there. You know, it's tough to... It's tough to not be in society and then still do society things like, uh. Uh, like a fucking podcast. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I wish you could just live out there and never come back. Uh. But then the people would miss you, Sean. You know, <laughs> fuck the people. <laughs> no. We got the best fans. Y'all put up with a lot. We appreciate that. But no, it's been an action-packed fall. We've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Shoot, we got so much to talk about, it's not even funny. So, uh, kind of started off, what was our bi- first big adventure since we left out? Probably Res Pass. Yeah. Which, shoot, that was back mid-August when we did that? Early August? I don't even remember now. I think it was first two weeks of August, somewhere in that range. Yeah, because we talked about China Putin and things like that, didn't we? Yeah, I think we covered okay. most of our fishing, unfortunately. Didn't get a lot of fishing in this year. At least I didn't. You got a little bit in. A little more than me. Yeah, but. hammered the dip net. Yeah. Didn't get to do as much fun fishing as I would like to. It's been a cram summer. It's it, oh, it's just been wild. This year in general, everything about it's been goofy. Weather's been weird. It's the weather. I think the weather really messed us up this year, which as Alaskans doesn't really matter that much, but kind of does. Yeah. Kind of does. We didn't get the, quite the summer we wanted, we were hoping for, and we usually get down here in South Central. But it kind of messed us up. Yeah, it, it's goofy because what I didn't anticipate, because this year I've had more free time with work than I've ever had, but mm-hmm. I feel like I accomplished, I wouldn't say, we we did a lot. We so did I'm a not, lot. We've, <laughs> done, we've done so much. I'm huh? not going to bitch. Uh, but when you don't get good weather to do the chores you need to do, like house uh, projects, stuff like that, yeah. it just starts eating into other time and then... Because I feel like I didn't have a single free day this summer outside of, you know, the designated trips we planned. And usually, I mean, doing turn and burns of Kenai, fishing, whatnot. But all those days got gobbled up into trying to play catch up because, I mean, we had so much rain. I mean, I only cut my yard once this year. Yeah, we might have had 
maybe a total of two weeks of somewhat sunshine. Yeah, the last these last two weeks we've had has been the nicest weather we've had all year, and yeah. it's October. It's starting now. to frost. <laughs> yeah, we've got snow on the mountains. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, nevertheless, we still got out and got to do a bunch of bunch of fun stuff. We did accomplish our Resurrection Pass hike, which we had slated for earlier in the year. We had to <laughs> move around and change plans, but we got out there. It was a blast. The weather was not so awesome. <laughs> but, uh, the, the, uh, I hate that. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. Gorgeous. It is gorgeous up there in the Alpines. I, some of the craziest environment I've seen in the falls and shit. Ah, awesome. We'll get to it. But the worst possible weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the story of our year. It's just every time we decide to put a backpack on our back and go out in the woods, it rains. We get punished. So um, if you ever want to go do something fun, uh, I recommend doing it with people that aren't us because uh, <laughs> we attract uh, horrendous weather. The worst weather. Every <laughs> Whether we take the boat, we have the worst seas. <laughs> it's, oh. If we're going hiking, it's going to rain and blow gale force on you the entire time. Pretty much. But Yeah, uh, yeah rest pass. That was, that was a gorgeous trip. We started on the Hope end. Yep. And the girls started on the other end. Yep, which I think was an amazing way to do that. It for was sure. one logistically nice because uh for any of the any of y'all that don't know Resurrection Pass or aren't from Alaska, it's Alaska's most kind of prominent through hike. It's just under forty miles and it runs from Hope, Alaska, which is uh pretty much at this point an abandoned mining town. Uh Super cool little town, oh, but rich it, history. Oh, rich super history cool. that town. Looking at all the posters is just amazing. Yeah, and that was that was my first time ever going to Hope. I've driven past it a hundred million times mm-hmm. at this point, but you know, there's no real reason to go to Hope unless you're visiting Alaska, want to check it out, or you're doing something like Resurrection Pass. So that was neat for me, kind of taking in the sight and, sights and scenes before we started the hike. You know, took a little piss break there in Hope and checked out some of the historical placards and stuff. And what I thought was neat was seeing how essentially the entire town moved over time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it was, you know, a port town. It was right there on the water, you know, and then come the 64 earthquake and just how brutal the Alaskan coastline can be. The town up and moved about eh, 600 yards or so. Mm-hmm. And just my old SpongeBob meme just, Pushed it over. <laughs> started over. Well, it's like the edge of town now used to be middle, back third of town. Mm-hmm. But now it's beachfront property. Yeah. It's wild to mm-hmm. think about. And that was, you know, just back in the 60s, not even that long ago. No. I mean, creeping up there now. But, yeah. you know, real in the grand scheme of things, not very long. No, no. <laughs> but we started from the Hope side, like you said. The girls started on the other side. So we just left our vehicle uh, there and forget, no, we passed off the keys halfway through mm-hmm. the hike. So we started hiking, did 10, 11 miles the first day, something mm-hmm. like that. A nice first day. Sun was out. We knew the weather was going to close in on us. So we kind of, you know, just kind of beat feet and tried to cover some country the first day, took in some sights and sounds, but wanted to cover some distance because we knew the weather was only going to get worse as the trip went on. Um, set up camp. Had a, the nice thing about that trail, they've got 
established campsites every two, three miles. It's definitely one of the most established trails I've hiked probably ever. Yeah, for especially being that long of a trail, mm-hmm. you know, 40 miles. Uh, most of, I think every campsite had an outdoor toilet, so either an outhouse or pretty much just a, a enclosed box with a, you know, outhouse without the walls, basically. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> great scenery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of pooping in the rain, yeah. but, you know, that's just, that's being in the woods. You're going to poop in the rain anyways. you right. be happy you got a toilet seat to sit on. <laughs> <laughs> and they're dry underneath the little covers. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty slick, and each campsite had probably enough room to set up three tents without kind of mm-hmm. notching out your own little chunk there and i think all of them had bear boxes or at least i know all the cabins did because mm-hmm. there's cabins about every six miles eight miles mm-hmm. and then campsites that's the way to about really every two glamp it oh dude those That'd cabins cool. are sweet they're yeah. super nice nice timber frame i mean they're they're legit cabins like i'd, I'd live in one of them they're yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> super nice um but we didn't go that route, you know, sticking true to our ways, uh, living out of the backpack as usual, save that $30, um, <laughs> carry 10,000 to save yep. 30 bucks. Um, but that first night went well, uh, packed up. I think it, it was pretty much, I think it rained through that night and all the next day. Yeah. Well, and since we knew the, the tent sites were, you know, pretty nice. It was a pretty nice trail. Decided mm. to uh, do it a little less nice. Left the tent at home. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah, didn't we, even... We bivvied out the whole we trip. We bivvied the entire trip. Yeah, which which was really nice. I enjoyed yeah. it, especially being in the summer. It's a little warmer. Um, definitely on some of the nights where it was a little more torrential rain. It was a little <laughs> a little more iffy, but sure. stayed dry, you know? Yeah. <laughs> as, long as, the, as long as the tarp stays up, you're golden. Um, but yeah, we broke down camp that next morning, got underway, pretty much hiked in the rain and the drizzle all day. I would say it started raining that morning. It rained that night and didn't let up until. We finished? (sighs) Pretty much. (laughs) I think it was like a day and a half straight of rain. And then I think we got another little pocket of clear, Mm -hmm. but covered another 10, 12 miles that second day. We got the majority of the hike done the first two, which was nice. We had it penciled out for four with a potential fifth day if we decided to just you know linger do some fishing or whatnot and um that was right before so we camped right before the pass that second night or did we meet up with the girls the second night it's all starting to get fuzzy we went right before the second night i believe because we went 11 no we did it was 12 and then 10 Yep. And then we camped on the edge of Resurrection Pass. That's right. So the third day, that's when it was really pissing rain. <laughs> this is so shit day got two sideways, man. Yeah, day two rained the whole day. Day three continued to rain and then intensified. So we got up into the pass. Uh so we lost all of our tree coverage and we were just trudging through the rain. Uh gorgeous country. Would have loved to just linger up there, glass, hang out. Yeah, we got up to the pass itself, the little placard sign, did a little photo op, and then just watched sheets of rain just <laughs> come and go, just blowing in the wind. You look like freaking, you know, 10-foot walls of rain just moving yeah. left to right. It you was, couldn't lift your hat up because you just get blasted. Oh, yeah, just drenched. And we've been, we each had, we had my inReach, and the girls had your inReach, correct? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so we're, you know, checking in with them, keeping, keeping in touch, making sure they were doing all right. And they had, they wore their, wore themselves out pretty good day one. They covered some good country, but they definitely had, uh, the Cooper landing side going to hope, uh, is a little more vertical. Um, when we were planning it out, we knew we would have a longer, uh, incline, you know, most of our hike was heading uphill, but it was a much more gradual slope than the girls had. Um, so, and we let them pick their direction. They picked that one. We thought it, you know, work out better for everybody and we definitely got the the easier route (laughs) once we uh you know after action reported on that uh we definitely got the easier side so they were a little they were a little tuckered out day two and the weather wasn't great so we told them we'd meet wherever they wanted to uh stop camp and we we got a little bit of a slow rise that second day i don't think we broke camp till about 11 or so we kind of went the sleep in method since we weren't hunting we were just gonna enjoy the hike and yes. we knew we had plenty of daylight so we took advantage of that but dude <laughs> <laughs> it was blowing sheets the second we broke the alpine it just started blowing i think it got worse oh not for just because sure. we broke the trees but it just got worse yeah it intensified and there was just no break from it there could no, no. bushes to get behind no you took a picture of that sign and you're like yep all right head down <laughs> yep. keep going wow this is lovely head down <laughs> and i think it was before we even got to the pass the girls said they were gonna you know settle in for the night and set up camp which was about two o'clock um and we had just started our day so we had about <laughs> eight more miles to yeah. meet the girls and by the time we were about a mile out we were like fuck this This is yeah we were just drenched you know feet starting to get all you know freaking pruney wore down and we were having a little trouble figuring out where the girls were at they gave us uh some directions and they weren't matching up to the trail directions that we had and we thought we were still another three four miles out and it was probably seven o'clock by then and we weren't looking forward to it not I was At getting all? mad. <laughs> I was, you guys hiked five miles today and you stopped because it was raining. <laughs> we were rain gear completely soaked through. Everything we had completely soaked through. Oh, yeah. Completely. But finally made it through. Luckily, the girls were closer than we thought. We yeah. thought we got real lucky and thought they might have squatted in one of the cabins because um, there was a cabin close by to where they said. So we headed in that direction until we saw mountain bikes um and being that none of us were mountain biking there went that little glimmer of hope <laughs> Damn it! and so we were ready for another three miles because that's where we thought they were bumped into a campsite and went to go peek up there luckily found the girls there so uh our hike got shortened a little bit which was super nice um started setting up camp and then the weather broke pretty much right as we got the bags off our back which was true blessing super nice yeah didn't have to because that's the one downside to bivvying for sure is you don't really have a way to set up without getting your stuff wet if it is dumping rain um you know you got to get the tarp set up and you can kind of get your stuff under there but you also have to set up camp in that space and so it just gets a little tight and squirrely uh but the weather broke and it turned into an absolutely gorgeous evening which was nice because we spent it with jordan sam and mariah which was super fun got to share some more stories of the first two days and you know just bs and enjoy each other's company those girls feet were 
haggard. Uh, they were all kind. Of, I think each of them at that point were rocking a two, three blisters a piece. Yeah. Um, so had blisters under blisters. Oh, I've never even seen that. Before. She gets blisters bad too. Yeah. The super bummer because I, yeah. I rarely get. I'll get them occasionally, um, but I more get like that weird Achilles thing. It mm-hmm. Just feels like almost like a bone bruise right at the top of my Achilles, and I think that's lingering from my knee surgery back in college. But oh man, I just did not envy them at all because they no. still had. 24 miles to do and i mean they were all still blistered up and they're i mean they were each carrying at least you know 40 pounds on their back definitely more than we were yeah i mean they they were loaded down and i mean they were all high spirits giggling freaking having a blast and (laughs) heard them giggling in the tent (laughs) as we were pulled up looking like wet dogs yeah i was like man (laughs) i really wish i was in that tent in true fashion uh got sent on chore missions as soon as we got to do didn't even put the bag down like I hate to ask, but could you go get water? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, went and did a water run, then set camp up. Um, but luckily we had plenty of water at that point, so got some hot food in our stomachs. You know, sat around, BS'd until dark, dark 30. And well, then, they had those three girls in a... There's an, it's an MSR mother hub, a three-person. Yep. Three people, snug. Yeah, no, they made, they made it work, and yeah, they, they were did. comfortable, but it's definitely, I mean, you're shoulder to shoulder in there. It's yeah. a, you know, you can fit three people, three, you know, pads, a little bit of, you know, I think they kept all their stuff in the tent, or at least the vestibules. And yeah, because you ended up using that emergency tarp, throwing all their bags under that, that's that hunter's a, yep, tarp. Because yep. convenient. Did you carry that, or did Sam have we that? We both have one. That's right. Yep. So, yeah, that was, like, super handy. They're not the largest tarps, but great for throwing a bag under, great for, you know, putting meat under or laying meat out on top of. And they're, I mean, fitted in your pocket. Oh, yeah. Super handy. I think they're like, what, three and a half foot by five foot, something like that. Yeah, pretty reasonable. Yeah. So, and super cost effective, very economical. Yeah, I don't even think they're 70 bucks. Yeah, compared to, you know, a Heelaberg or an MSR where you can pay two, 250 <laughs> They roll down to be smaller than a soda can. Yeah. Which is so, super nice. Yeah. But, uh, broke down camp that next morning. The girls headed out. We kind of all took advantage of the morning, not raining, had some coffee, breakfast. We let the girls break down get out we kind of slowly broke our camp down just enjoying not being in the rain also for a bit woke up real late <laughs> it's it. i love sleeping in oh, out yeah. in the woods though it's just something about being in a bag cozy especially when you know it's, you're not sacrificing anything you know there's definitely days where it's tough to get out of the tent or the tarp when it's hunting season cold whatnot but you know you got to be out force yourself up do all that but Camping, I'll sleep in until oh, dude. three in the afternoon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a relatively early riser. I'm always the first one up between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Always, without fail, every time. Guaranteed. Because I'm not the heavy sleeper by any stretch of the imagination. So like, the second the girls moved, I was up, awake, and I rolled over, looked at you. You were sawing logs. So I was like, I'm not getting up. Just rolled back over. <laughs> yup, but that's that's definitely one of my... One of my outdoor vices, I just, I love sleep in general. I can sleep mm. through anything, and yeah. I will, <laughs> and have done it. <laughs> I will continue to do it, probably. <laughs> but one day I'll work out of that, but yeah. I love sleep, man. Them girls got jealous of our, our tarp. Yeah. They're like, wow, you guys got a lot of room under here. I was like, 
Yup. <laughs> yup. We don't got walls, but nope. <laughs> we got uh, mobility. That's right. <laughs> but that next day, that third day was gorgeous. I think it's it started raining that night or that mm-hmm. evening. But that was our one kind of clear day of hiking, which worked out in our favor because beautiful, gorgeous stretch. Yeah. You got, you know, kind of the back half of the pass where you kind of work through work through Devil's Pass and worked through all there. You could see what is it? Not Trout Lake from there. You could see Juno a, Lake, yep, Juno Lake, uh, Swan Lake, I believe, or Finger Lake, something like that. No, those are all both. I think they're Bird Lakes. They're all bird names except yeah. Trout Lake, Loon Loon, Loon Lake. Lake. What? That's what it was. Too many lakes up here. Hard yeah. to keep them all <laughs> straight. But there's a shot where you could you're up in the Alpine, you could look down and see all the lakes in the pass. I was like, man, oh, that's yeah. gorgeous. Surrounded by mountains, the sun yeah. was out. Got to dry some of our stuff a little bit, which was awesome. Yeah. And then worked down out of the Alpine, back into the back into the trees, and then set up camp about we were what, seven miles from Cooper Landing at that point. Mm-hmm. We had We'd knocked out all of our hard days on the, you know, the first two, still knocked out another 10 that third day just to kind of give our last day a nice, easy run, especially we knew the weather was rolling back in and it was going to be wet. So we were like, let's just. We even stopped and fished. Yeah, that was nice. That was super cool. Juno Lake. I brought Jordan's collapsible Daiwa Triple B, which is an amazing little fishing rod. Uh, bought that for two years ago or so, a while ago for one of Christmas, birthday, something like that. And haven't really gotten to use it a ton, but it's a full six and a half foot rod, nine eyelets, I believe. And I mean, it's a full, full capable fishing rod, which is super nice. It collapses to like nine inches, full size reel. I mean, you're fishing, fishing. This stuff better than what I had. <laughs> you were rocking the the trekking pole fly line uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> combo. Little it was it was trekking. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't land anything of that trip with it, but uh, we did on our next trip that oh, we'll yeah. get into, which was super sweet. Coolest thing ever. Uh, we had a couple takes. Uh, I flung about a four inch rainbow trout about twenty feet out of the air. Into <laughs> <laughs> the atmosphere, you <laughs> set him and just you go. But um, the rod held it. The rod did great. Yeah, it was impressive. <laughs> Got some backbone. <laughs> <laughs> It'll launch a fish, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a little speed release, but got to do some fishing, which is awesome. Ran into a group of guys that we met the first day that were up visiting Alaska, which was pretty neat. We passed them on day one, and then they caught up and ran back up into us while we were fishing that day. And then the rain slowly crept in, drizzle started, so we decided to get back to hoofing it. Oh, and- man. Then we ran into them when they're at that cabin right there at a swamp or Juno Lake. Juno Lake. And that guy, he's like, yeah, we saw you guys pass by the cabin at Devil's Pass. I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, looks like it really sucked. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the invite, asshole. Thanks for letting us in the cabin, <laughs> man. <laughs> Super nice guys, but yeah, that was funny getting to hear their opinion of seeing us just death march through the <laughs> monsoon. <laughs> yeah, at that point, for sure, yeah. we were just head down trying to find the girls. Yeah. But set up camp at this cool little campsite. Rain started to pick up, wind started to pick up. Uh, campsite started to flood. <laughs> there was some uh, minor engineering involved. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> grab those boulders around the fireplace, the fire pit, and start stacking them around the outside and start digging a moat with trekking poles. <laughs> yeah, we're just watching our water level rise and rise. We're like, it's going to be a long night. Yeah. And doing our due diligence, setting up, you know, looking out for widow makers and stuff. Uh, but the weather was definitely off. It was calling for, saying it was blowing like 15. Um, that's a lie, uh, yeah. as always. Uh, it was blowing significantly harder than that. And tree limbs were fall. Uh, it was it was a little spooky camping under those giant cottonwoods just because yeah. I was like, any one of these fall, there ain't no making it out of this. Yes. No, <laughs> But made it through the night, which was nice. Um, met some super nice old ladies that were uh, in in the cabin about half a mile from us. They walked by in the morning and checked out our camp and traded some chit chat and some stories of them being hit by uh, previous widow makers and stuff. And we're like, cool, cool, cool. Thank, thanks for the encouraging words. Cause it was it was a spooky night. But I remember they walked past. And they're like, oh, people, this is just. Wow, you guys slept in this? <laughs> like, yep. you're, you're still dry? <laughs> dry enough. Relatively. Yeah. Like, well, there's a warm cabin. And we're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> we're actually just leaving. <laughs> Once again, missed yeah. out on uh, a nice wood stove. <laughs> but packed up camp, had our last seven miles. Uh, it cleared up for about the first hour and a half, which was which was nice. Made it through. We were working through the burn section of the hike, which was neat because it, it had burned, what, six years ago or so now, probably? Six or eight years? Oh, I don't think he's probably oh. four. Yeah, no, because the Swan Lake fire was 2019, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, four years. So, a bunch of fireweed working its way through it. it just, it's cool seeing the aftermath of fires because you get to see kind of the, the rebirth of the forest, you know, get to see all the new undergrowth coming in. Um had a really cool interaction with a hawk, which was awesome. Sean was out there just being a wilderness whisperer and uh, had a had a little friend tag along for, he followed us probably a mile and a half. Easily, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you know, hoot at him, do whatever friggin' noises you were. <laughs> he'd swoop down, check us out, land in a branch, and then we'd keep hiking, and then he'd swoop up, follow us again. The whole time you're just kind of chattering back with him and he it was it was really neat seeing him interact and he'd go you know fly off chase whatever and then come back and check in on us and go do his little thing come back check in on us Very and cool and then finally finally peeled off he lost his appeal probably finally caught a whiff of us and was like mm, maybe not <laughs> they're not that tasty yep. <laughs> them got diseases mm-hmm. for sure <laughs> but he finally peeled off uh rain started picking up at that point we kind of death marched our way to the falls, which was gorgeous. Um, yeah. There was they were pushing some GPMs off that cliff for oh, sure. Holy cow! It's deafening up there by the falls. The base of that falls is just amazing. You hear it for a mile away. Oh yeah, no, you can, you can hear it, and then you're slowly getting closer. You're like, gotta be right up here. Gotta be right up here. Nope, just gets louder and louder. And right before we started the hike, somebody had actually fallen down the falls. Um, well. Their dog had fallen down, and then the boyfriend uh, fell down trying to rescue him. And I was like, "Man, that's that's tough." They all they all made it out safe. They were good. They got rescued and whatnot. But once we got up to the falls, mm-hmm. seeing that, I was like, "They got real lucky." That's that's a fall. Like that's yes. not a stumble. That's not a freaking. You're not rolling down that. Like you're 
falling. Like there's no That's a canyon, brother. There's no easy way to go down that. I'm like, man. Some dogs just don't make it. Yeah, time for a new one. <laughs> I, for, I for sure wouldn't have gone down there. I was like, now is not the time to be a hero. That yeah, was a long ways. Yeah, not in that spot. There's find a different route. <laughs> if it was a person, totally different story. I love my dog. You were looking death in the eye down there. Yeah. No. So glad they made it out okay. Don't know uh, what injuries were sustained or anything, but uh, they did make it out. They did get rescued. Uh, so that was that was good. That was reassuring yeah, <laughs> at <upside>. the least. <laughs> we got our little photo op and then trudged our way downhill, which was nice. Last section, all all downhill past the falls, which was good because at that point my feet were starting to. Starting to feel it. My Achilles was bugging me bad. I think your feet were starting to feel it by that point, too. Some hot spots, man. Yeah, but, I mean, 40 miles will do that to you, so it was all to be expected, but it's always, when it starts happening, it's always a pain. Oh, when those (laughs) feet get soft, man, they're donezo. Your calluses no longer work at that point. Your feet get totally drenched and wet, and your boots don't dry out after that, and that's the toughest part, just working with wet feet, because mm-hmm. you're just so much more prone to everything at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice. Got to meet some people on the trail. Ran into um, AJ. AJ, there you go. I was blanking on his name, but that was nice. I heard stories. Finally got to meet him. Traded some, traded some more stories. He was heading up to look at goats and stuff, which was cool, and doing some scouting. And he was wrapping up his season of flying and getting ready to head out into the bush to go do his guide stuff and yeah. fun chit chat and gave our feet a little bit of a break and it would I think the weather had cleared up at that point or at least yeah. we were in the trees enough to where the drizzle wasn't wasn't soaking us any longer. <laughs> um then finally made it down to the tr- down to the trailhead, back to the car, got the bags off our back and then it was just kind of a waiting game, waiting for the girls to finish up their last couple miles and make the forty five minute drive uh down to meet us and kinda did our farewells to mariah she was heading back up north and then we were gonna head down south and try and find a margarita and some chips and um i think we were successful on that yeah we ended up at, took a couple stops to yeah. get there but shout out to acapulco's and uh soldatna <laughs> <laughs> hooked it up real homies they need a liquor license i'll give them that they yeah. beer and wine only so some wine margaritas for us which you know, it'll survive, suffice right. in a pinch. All right. <laughs> Not the same, but they're all right. Exactly. So we, we made it work. We made it work. Yeah. But good food. But that was kind of the, the start to our fall. Got to do a little bit of, you know, humping, get into shape for, for moose season because we were, because that was August, early August. So we had a couple weeks till moose was firing off. Um, what was, did we do anything between Res Pass and the first week of moose season? Feel like, feel like we did. No, we did all of our duck hunting in between moose hunts, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that was just that's when we had a lot of work stuff going on, a bunch of yeah. digs and stuff at work. I think yeah. that's so. It was a lot of prep for moose season, a lot of anticipation, and oh, and before I guess right after we finished the hike because it was archery season at that point. So no, it was late August. Mm. It was like the twenty second archery season started and i think it was the 23rd when we got back or something like that uh got into the driveway had a legal bull in the driveway just a little spike fork um and i mean it was like 9 30 sun was 
pretty much set at this point, still light enough to I could see my pins, ran over to the garage, grabbed my bow. In that process, realized that all my my pack, all my license, my tags and everything were in your rig because we had swapped rigs, headed back south, and your car was at the trailhead. Had the bull at 20 yards, broadside, in my driveway. I mean, idyllic. And just didn't feel right. Didn't have my didn't have my tags on me. I knew Sean would be there in a heartbeat. But being early season, not a hundred percent legal uh, without my tags. Uh, in most cases, many people pull the trigger. I'm not above doing that myself either. But I just I try and do everything as legal as I can, and it just didn't feel right. I didn't want it to go die in someone's yard you know, be waiting on you to get up. It just, it didn't feel right. I, we also had a hunt planned. I just decided to pass on it in hindsight. Wish I had that moose meat in the freezer, Mm -hmm. uh, because we'll get into moose season here in a second. (laughs) Uh, But I do feel good that I did everything by my, by my own moral book and, and bummed that I don't have a moose meat in the seat in the freezer. It would have been awesome to get my first moose with a bow and my first moose in general. But I felt that I did the right thing, passed on it. Really hoped I was going to see him any other day of the season. He'd been hanging out in the yard all year, and he gave me that one opportunity and never saw him again. I hope he made it through the season. He's probably sitting in somebody's freezer. Thousand percent. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you live and learn sometimes. Next time, I'll I'll make sure I have my fucking bag on me. (laughs) But... That was a good. That was a good trip. I'm glad we got it done. I would definitely do it again. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Um, I'd maybe spend an extra day just so we could do some more fishing. Yeah, um, that was cool. Or impossible, you know. Especially if we could stay at one of those cabins. They've got some rowboats and stuff you can use. Get out on the lake. That'd be freaking slick. But but we kind of just worked up until moose season. We had a plan to head out. Uh, up north uh, to Tustamina Lake and do some uh, checking out up there. Uh, we'd done some camping up there earlier this season, and we know there's good bulls up there. Um, but it's also Alaska's deadliest lake, and it was blowing like a sieve. And there was probably, oh, I mean, it was blowing significantly harder than when we went camping. Yeah. And there was all of six footers on the lake when we went camping. Yeah. So there was easily six to eight foot seas on that lake. Uh, so we kind of abandoned mission on that and decided to do a canoe trip uh, out of the Sterling area, which was super neat. Um, first time I think I've ever been in a canoe, um, which I didn't tell Sean uh, prior to <laughs> we were planning. Uh, I didn't think about to ask. I'd be like, oh, I'll be in the back. I'll steer, paddle, no big deal. Not Michael, you go in the back, no big deal. You ever canoed before? No. But I had a paddleboard once. Or you had a kayak. You had a kayak in college. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> we didn't flip it, so all was good. Uh, but it was definitely a little spooky because it was, it's a lake system of, what, like 50 lakes or something? It's, a, like? it's amazing up there. It is truly impressive, the amount of water. Insane. For sure, an asteroid shower that created that. Uh, I couldn't imagine a hat uh, session. Yeah. Uh, for sure, some big rocks hit that country because nothing out there makes sense. But really cool because we were able to 
paddle like seven different lakes and only had to portage once. Yep. Because they're all connected by these little tributary streams that, I mean, most of them were five, six foot deep. They had these weird deep channels in them. I mean, no wider than the canoe itself, but plenty of room to float. Couple thick spots where we had to get out of the canoe uh, in the chest waders and just kind of push the canoe through, work through. But it was nice because we were able to hunt all that country as we did it. Kind of stop wherever you wanted, call, do your thing. Um, and we were out there for four days. Yeah. Or three days. And then we spent a day in Kasilov hunting, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, covered probably 12, 13 miles in the canoe. Uh, did some fishing out there, which was super cool. Tons of fish out there, which kind of to be expected or lakes in a remote part of alaska tons, with tons of water, of water. <laughs> tons of water even places where there wasn't lakes there was still water yeah like chest waders for sure yeah no hip boots <laughs> no. don't take hip boots we got hip boots as a word of advice from a co-worker glad i brought waders <laughs> <laughs> yeah facts there was times i was like oh it's getting really close to filling me up <laughs> <laughs> yep but that was the first time i think in my life that i'd seen a tree fall naturally uh yeah i believe that's my first time too yeah and we did not see just one tree fall we saw multiple trees yeah fall. easily <laughs> half a dozen yeah because it's not the greatest country to moose hunt not not even kind of definitely moose sign definitely looks like there should be moose freaking everywhere until you step one foot into the tree's in any direction because it's basically just trees and water there and the trees are stacked in there like q-tips in a tight little box um where it's hard to walk through and our shoulders are what 30 inches wide maybe Maybe. moose antlers uh we're looking for you know 60 and uh not fitting through those trees (laughs) not even kind of you have to be sideways the entire time (laughs) Uh, so we got to cover a lot of country saw some good moose sign um when we saw it there was kind of lacking in sign in places, yeah. um, but the sign we did see was promising. Um, did set up in a couple different spots. Beautiful you know. looking spots. I mean, if I was moose, I'd be there, no problem. Yeah, and I mean, there's a reason why we were seeing the sign where we did, you know, open areas, water access, you know, browse nearby. We were hunting the right areas, but being early in the season, not super call responsive with the way our weather pattern's been. The rut was kind of late. Seemed like most of the bulls were being taken kind of last week of the season. Mm-hmm. Some first week bulls, but seemed like most of the bulls were there at the tail end of the season. Um, we got to see a bunch of country. You know, we set up camp in a gorgeous spot. We were able to pretty much hunt from camp. And it was kind of at the edge of our limit of just logistic feasibility because we would be hiking the canoe a lot and then we'd have to pack out a moose through needy swamp and carry a boat it was just we'd have to carry the meat <laughs> eight trips and then carry the canoe and then carry all of our shit and yeah then- and then every time you portage carry the meat again. yeah we were just like this is the end of the road for us and luckily it was gorgeous country um i'm sure later in the season would have been a great spot to mm. be um but gave it you know a good two days there decided we'd kind of hunted all the good land that we had uh, and we did have some other land we could check out off the road system. So we decided to head back in. What was that day? 
three, three. Uh, about midday, worked our way back, kind of just enjoyed the canoeing back. The weather kind of cleared. The wind had blown through. Uh, the wind, <laughs> the freaking rain had died. The wind on their way in, we went over uh, Swan Lake or Loon Lake. No, the very Finger Lake. Finger that Lake. one's Finger Lake. Before we yeah. portaged. That was a little sketch. Yeah. The wind was blowing up pretty hard because it was an east-west lake, and the wind was blowing, blowing, blowing. And <laughs> we caught one good swell to the side. That was the closest we came to tipping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like 10 foot from the shore. We were almost there. We are kind of getting sloppy with the way we were paddling, started to turn into the wind, and then got hit by like a little two-foot chop. And canoes are tippy. It's very tippy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but made it made it through there, which was nice. And the spooky thing was that portage, which was about third of a mile, maybe half yeah. a mile, going through, no big deal. You know, went and hunted the other side for two days or day and a half or so before we made our trip back. And then as we were portaging, you know, got the canoe over your head, not really paying attention, uh, wandered into an 80-foot cottonwood that had fallen directly in the trail from the windstorm we had had, and just another kind of awakening moment of, yeah, that happens, and if there's campsites all up in that little section, and if you're camping in there, he would have, nah, not mm, so good. That <laughs> thing landed perfectly down the trail. Yeah. And it was, so we had to kind of blaze our own trail, uh, make a new little With the section. canoe. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully uh, a kind soul with a chainsaw uh, will cut that down for for the future mm-hmm. passer buyers. But made our way back, um, gorgeous canoe trip. Spent pretty much that day fishing, yeah, or the second half of the day fishing, and then, you know, glassing from the canoe. But uh, got into some nice, nice rainbows. You hooked all of a 2022 incher. Mm-hmm. Uh, he ended up spitting the hook, but got to see him jump, got to see him, you know, see the size of a big old football, which was cool seeing him fat up like that in the lakes because usually you see those big fat rainbows in the rivers gorging themselves on the, the salmon row. Um, not 100% sure what, what all they're eating in those lakes, but they were fat and happy fish. Oh, yeah. Even the, you know, the fingerlings that we're catching the, you know, seven to 10 inches, they were all healthy fish, you yeah. know? Um, but we probably boated four or five fish and then made our way all the way back to our starting trailhead, uh, right about nine o'clock or so, mm-hmm. I believe it was right at dark and then had a nice, you know, top water bite hitting right at sunset. Oh, yeah. You see him start popping off on the bugs. And I was like, get out the poles. Yo. It's time to get out the <laughs> So we sat there, fished for another like thirty minutes, and getting had a couple takes. We weren't weren't getting any hook sets, and then we were getting ready to pack up, and then you finally had one take the dry fly off the trekking pole, which was lit. <laughs> was I was, awesome. So that was my highlight. To I mean, I almost rather that than get a moose at that point. <laughs> I was sick. I was like, oh, I can't reel it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, run back, run backwards, <laughs> run backwards. But landed him. He was probably a 10-inch rainbow. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah. But off the dry fly, off the trekking pole, which was awesome. So yeah. you don't need super expensive gear to get it done. A little stick and string, baby. Been doing it a long time. Yep. And then loaded up. Went and got some Taco Bell, as everyone should. Mm-hmm. Uh, some Taco Bell and a little little bit of adult beverages. And then headed off, camped at uh, Jordan's family's homestead. 
uh, for the night and then spent the next morning hunting before we managed to get lost in a subdivision, basically. Uh, How that happens, I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. We spent all our free times in, in the woods and got lost on a 100-acre parcel of land, <laughs> which we never made a right-hand turn. I still, to my... Or no, we never made a left-hand turn, which, according to the world, is incorrect. Uh, but we didn't. I swear to God, I... Put it I on know anything. we didn't. I know we didn't make a left-hand turn. <laughs> but somehow we ended way, way wrong in the wrong yeah. direction. <laughs> like, we came out of the trees to a road which where there wasn't supposed to be a road. <laughs> yeah, we are like, hmm. Like, we're lost. <laughs> I don't know where we are. I don't recognize the street name on the road. <laughs> Where we're not supposed to be at all. Yeah, so we just look like a bunch of buffoons walking around with yeah. <laughs> every parcel of hunting gear you could possibly own, walking through a subdivision with our rifles, just stumbling around. But uh, you know, no harm, no foul. We found our way back. <laughs> Met a nice dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a nice dog that let her, let us home, which was convenient. Uh, but made it out of there, um, and then we had week break from moose hunting or so mm-hmm. took the boat out went and shot some sea ducks which was super awesome yeah, that's cool got to take a longtime friend jacob richter out on his first like true hunting endeavor basically got his first uh first game animal in the books which was super fun he's a big bird watcher big birding guy if you haven't heard any of the episodes where he's been on uh go back and check him out he's been on two or three times now jacob richter Wealth of knowledge, squirrely as all get out. Oh, dude. But a hoot of a time. The craziest birder I've ever met. He knew everything. <laughs> it was the best experience to take him because he literally could look at a bird and tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, which is super convenient because I just know him as sinky ducks and floaty ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Once they're dead, I can ID them pretty good. But uh... Wow. Knew all the different types of goals and... Yeah, that was awesome. No, it was really neat. And he was, you know, oh, we should check this part out. This is, you know, this bird likes to hang out in this direction. So it was just, you know, not having an expansive duck hunting background. It was really nice to have somebody who was just like a super nerd with birds because ducks are birds. And that's helpful when hunting birds. (laughs) So it was cool. And it's just, it's a cool, he's a cool guy because most, I shouldn't say most, that might be generalizing, but, uh, generalizing I'm making up words over here i think uh, but most individuals who enjoy spectating animals don't also enjoy shooting the animals they enjoy spectating most of the time jake is all for it he's super down <laughs> for somebody who loves ducks he's got a large resentment against a lot of ducks <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's too many of these ones not enough of these ones we need to kill all of these ones <laughs> But it was it was a good time. Pretty much, you and him were on the gun for most of the day. Um, I was playing captain, so that was it was it was a gorgeous day. Great weather. It was oh, just yeah. a perfect outing for it. Got to just go scoot around all the bays and just enjoy the day. Jake got a couple birds. You got a couple. I ended up with a couple. Pretty much had our. We could have got our limited harlequins. We decided to. You know, stop one short and let some birds live. We, you know, we'd gotten our gotten our fill and we're having a good time. We didn't want to, you know, just be killing stuff to kill stuff at that mm-hmm. point. And 
Um, so headed back for that day, and then we had our eyes set on our next moose hunt, um, which we utilized the boat again, which was cool. We got to do a, a little bit of everything this moose season, which was nice, and a lot of unorthodox hunting, you know. Which is really cool, which I really appreciate. Yeah, because you get, a, get into some different country. One, you get to explore, which is honestly my favorite part of all the outdoors is just seeing new country putting your feet on new ground, Mm -hmm. just seeing what's out there. Alaska's got so much land, and you'll never explore it all, but I'm a die-trying baby because I I live for that. And so we got to do, you know, a canoe trip. We got to cross the ocean to go hike and spike out. We got to do a bunch of stuff. So we scooted across, anchored the boat up, uh, which is always Spooky because super spooky. uh <laughs> super spooky. kind of leave it in the ocean for four days and hope it's there when you come yeah. back. It was definitely cove adjacent. It was definitely in the ocean. By cove, he means there was a rock nearby. <laughs> to cut a little bit of the wind that was coming from not the right direction to yeah. cut the wind. <laughs> it was in the ocean. <laughs> yeah. But uh, spoiler alert, boat made it. Uh, barely. Uh, <laughs> Well, we made our way in a couple miles through some cool country, set up camp, uh, went trudged through. Amazing sign. Oh, dude. Amazing sign. For everything. Yeah. I mean, we were seeing right off right off the get-go, I mean, we were seeing moose sign, wolf sign, coyote sign, bear sign. The most amount bra- of bear sign I've ever seen. I mean, it looked like some a team of people took rototillers out and just tore everything up, which was really neat to see. Because this time, or which would have been, I think that was like September 19th, weekend, something yeah. like that. It's like the third week of September, which usually the bears are kind of up higher. Fish are at that point done. We don't have a huge silver run here local. So they're pretty much done with fish and they're mowing on the berries. But we got no sun this year. So the berry crop was very marginal. So they were down low, just eating all the grubs in the roots, which was just different this time of the year for here local, at least. And it just every alder, every any bit of soft ground was just tore up. You, yeah. I mean, we were stumbling into bears. The first bear we saw, I mean, it was like a, probably a four and a half foot two year old, like yeah. just weaned off, bumped into him at 30 yards, maybe. Yeah, he was curious about us. Yeah. He was like, what? Ran off about. 15 yards and then stood up on his hind legs still wasn't over our heads uh, yeah. <laughs> which was it was one of it's one of those weird things because it's you know a predator could do some damage but when they're just small and fuzzy i like didn't that, feel like, intimidated no <laughs> i didn't even pull my gun out no i racked around just because we had bear tags and i you know see a bear get ready but we were immediately like, yeah, we're not going to you, especially not day one when that, yeah. that thing's not tired. <laughs> like, no. We're not that strapped for, for animals at this point. But it was cool. Got a little couple clips on the phone of him, and then he finally scurried off, uh, busted a bunch of grouse working our way in, and then um, found where we were going to camp for the first night. Or I guess we camped there every night, mm-hmm. but set up camp there, went and checked out uh, a lake, which – in hindsight, was the wrong decision. That was fucked off. It was pretty pretty gnarly country getting in there. Just a lot of deadfall. Yeah. Cool. Like, it was a moosey area when we finally got to where we were trying to get to. But if we killed something in there, it wouldn't have been 
a super long hike out, but it would have, I mean, it was, it was tough hiking just with a pack on your bag. And there's so many, you know, wet logs to slip on. I mean, we were, you got thick and then the deadfall was unbelievable in there. So, I mean, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. It would have been tough for 60 plus incher worth it. Cause it would have only been a mile of that, but anybody that's carried a moose a mile's a long ways. And especially when you're going through, you know, gnarly, gnarly deadfall. It was just burn previous burn area that had finally blown down. And I mean, would have been so easy to slip and impale yourself. I mean, we almost did it a couple times yeah. just getting in there and getting totally out of there. smoked my doodads. <laughs> that was comical. <laughs> that was funny. That's like cartoon shit, yeah. man. But I, I was spooked when you first did it, though, because I mean, I saw all the you know branch knobs off yeah. of it, and it's soft skin down there. There's a quick way to create a third hole real fast. Yeah. Nobody wants that. You said two feet in the log, while stepping over, and back foot slipped and. Branch. Short king problems, man. Dude, branch. <laughs> My feet touch the ground after I hit the branch. Yeah, nuts definitely made first contact. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So after I was done laughing at Sean, uh, we assessed him. He was fine. Uh, and then we carried on. Uh, all of which with the we did in the rain because that's how we roll. Yeah, it rained pretty much the entire time. <laughs> yep. Um, and then got back to camp. Decided to go check out uh, the river a bit. Got down there, uh, saw some great sign, cut the track of a massive brown bear. Massive. Biggest one I've seen over here. Oh, by far. I mean, his tracks were possibly the biggest I've seen, and we've killed some 10-footers over in Kodiak, and, I mean, his his paw was bigger than my size 12 hiking boot, and that's a big bear. That's a big bear. He was, that would have been a stud boar. Bummed we didn't see him because they were, I mean, they were that day, that morning yeah, they tracks. They were full of water or anything. And um, so hung out on the river there for the last, like, hour and a half of daylight. That's super cool country. Yeah. We didn't, I wish it would have been a little more clear. We could have glassed a lot more mm-hmm. of that drainage. But, Once you know, again, we could see what we could see. And, rainy. Yep. <laughs> the entire time. But made our way back to camp for that first night. Um, had a pretty easy going night. I slept pretty well uh you woke up once pretty sure bear came and checked out camp which don't doubt it at all there's so many bears in there um and then that next day worked down to the river and pretty much sat there all day um it was pissing rain so we just pretty much tarped out all day sitting probably good quarter mile section of a river bend good sign um, the most bothersome part of it was we cut a super fresh pair of tracks that came through that day before same day. I'm assuming that Brown bear came through there. Um, but if we hadn't gone to the lake day one, I think we would have at least seen or had a chance to cut those tracks and just walk down that moose. Um, but that's hunting. You don't always make the right decisions. Um, but it was you know, optimistic seeing fresh tracks, super big bull track. We were seeing tons of sign in there, but blowing, raining. You know, critters usually aren't moving all that much. If the if the ruts rip roaring, they're going to be up and about. Yeah, they live in that stuff. It's just another day. But you know, if you don't have the perfect set of circumstances with that heavy wind, they're going to be pretty pretty bedded down, or at least you know, staying in the thick stuff, staying out of it a bit. Um, 
But good good chance to solve all the world's problems. Played a lot of dice. A lot of dice. Yeah. Farco was the game of choice, and we played a lot of yep. it. 21 games, to be exact. Yep. <laughs> Mainly because I don't know any other dice games besides Yahtzee, and I can't ever remember the rules of Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of writing involved in Yahtzee. Yeah. Farco was the move. We have filled about a quarter of a waterfowl regulation book full of uh, Farkle <laughs> scores. But uh, it was a good evening, you know, pretty much sat there till dark. Finally, you know, packed the bags, headed back to camp, just left the left the tarp and all that set up through the night. We planned on hitting it there in the morning, um, continued to rain all night mm-hmm. and then all the next morning. Heavy. Heavy yeah, night. it was pissing rain, so we got a late start that uh, last day. Or was that the last day? Or yeah, the last yeah. day that was supposed. To, it was supposed to be the last day. That's right. Yeah, I missed a day in there somewhere, but we were doing something. We were hunting. We were doing something. We were definitely hunting because um, we ran into another bear, and I think it was it's the day I'm missing. I don't know why. I've just that was got, the second day. Yeah. We were in the tarp, but then we got tired of staying in the tarp. For that's that's right. We finally eight got eight hours. Yeah, finally got a little bit of a weather break. It was still raining, but not as hard. So yeah. went and stretched the feet, and then on our way back, bumped into a shooter shooter black bear, uh, but bumped him at forty yards, walking right at us, and he, he boogied as yeah. quick as he could. Um, but we just left the left camp set up there, made it back to the tents, and it just dumped all night. That next morning was just pissing rain. Um, so we just had kind of a, a late breakfast, late go of it. We were just going to let the let the weather light up. It was supposed to clear by like 9, 30, 10. Didn't end up clear until about 11. Um, but kind of worked out in our favor because we worked back down to our glassing spot. Um, tarp at through the night had blown down so we were going over there to pack it all up and we were just luckily it was just windy at that point the rain had finally cleared um for the day and we were just planning on you know kind of hunting hunting that bend just camped out in our bush there but in the process of breaking down the tarp uh you spotted a bear walking right at us at about 60 yards um so i racked around we kind of got down in position and we were just sitting there trying to make a decision. It was, you know, a good average bear for here, great hide, uh, good-looking bear, and it was kind of one of those deals. You know, I'd already looked a gift horse in the mouth once this mm-hmm. season, and we were planning on trying to get back across for work um, that evening, and so we decided, well, shoot, we could, you know, shoot this bear, get it dressed out, and we still have a full day of hunt, hunting ahead of us. So decided to pull the trigger on that. Um, shot it at 40 yards about. Yeah. Afterwards, ranged the nearest bush, and it was at 39 yards, and it was a little past it, so the bear was probably 35 yards. Had no clue we were there. It was walking directly into the wind, which was perfect because, I mean, we were being noisy. We were just talking, shit. putting the tarp away. Yeah, we were just breaking down camp, basically, yeah. and, you know, spun around. Um, made a decent shot. I was a little high. Uh, rifles zeroed for 200, shot him at 35. That's <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> yep. Uh, so hit him a little high, but definitely got both lungs. Once once we recovered the bear, realized the shot wasn't as bad as I thought. Uh, the video you got, which was awesome, you got the kill shot on video, which was nice. Um, so we reviewed that. Um, looked high. Didn't have a ton of blood. We did find blood once it hit the tree line because mm-hmm. he was probably 30, 40 yards from the tree line. Made it to the tree line. 
found some blood, found some, you know, fresh poop where it relieved itself. Um, and then the tough thing about bears, especially when it's been as wet as we've had it, they don't bleed a lot. It's hard to really track them because they don't, you know, unless it's a real big bear, they don't tear up a bunch of ground, especially in that terrain. Um, and with it being as wet as it is, it's hard to see, you know, what's been overturned, what's, you know, what's been disturbed. Um, so we ended up kind of grid searching. We had an idea of where it headed. We had a, you know, last blood spot. Um, and then, you know, kind of, kind of gridded around, weren't finding it been about, you know, only 45 minutes, an hour at that point, if that, um, and then we kind of headed in a different direction to start gridding that way. And then you found him laid up, not, a, but 40, 50 yards from where he entered the, uh, mm-hmm. tree line. We had just, we thought he hung a right when he hung a left. Um, and so found him piled up, pulled him out, got a couple pictures and then got to skinning it out. And by the time from trigger pull to having the bear in the bag, it was only, I think it was right under two hours, mm-hmm. which was super nice um still had all day to moose hunt we kind of just still hunted through some um willow brush some light alders it was pretty mild hiking which was nice super mild hiking i think it used to be old wash area yeah old glacial recession Mm -hmm. zone which was really neat because it's just kind of like cobbled rock with moss overgrowth and just shit tons of sign Oh yeah, unbelievable amount of sign. Definitely Rubs. a winter winter zone for them. For I think sure, that was our biggest issue. Is I think they winter down there, and they push up during you know mm. rut. And all the sign we were seeing was heading up river drainage, yep. which was a little different for me because in the Alaska range, everything worked down drainage as the season went on up there it seemed like everything was kind of working up the drainage and then coming back down uh for their winter range but found a shed uh tons of sign seeing rabbits all kinds of stuff tons of wolf sign tons of coyote sign it was just the amount of sign was just the most amount of animal sign i've seen in a particular place yeah. which was Easily. nice because uh the canoe trip was the exact opposite oh, that <laughs> canoe trip beat me up man <laughs> <laughs> Mentally beat me up because there were no sign, no animals. And here, most animals I've seen on a trip, most amount of sign I've seen on a trip. No. Hands down. No, and it was it was definitely optimistic. Excited to excited to explore that more and get some get some different angles, different plans of attack oh, and dude. just raft it. Yeah. We're gonna raft it. I wanna raft hunt that bad. Yeah, we will. It's it's made for that. That is a sweet location, and you do it right. Some pack rafts. Oh, money! We ain't done, you guys. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna cost you a lot. We will. We do take bribes. <laughs> Easily convinced. <laughs> a couple of Alaska seltzers and fifty bucks, and we'll think about it. Yeah, sold. <laughs> but it was it was sweet. You know, got the. Got that bear, didn't end up seeing uh, uh, the moose we were after, but, you know, that's hunting. We still had a little bit of time left in the season. We did have a wedding um, the closing weekend of the season. Um, big, big, what was I going to say? Sorry, I just freaking complete Don't get married Yeah, control alt deleted my brain there. Um, but a huge shout out to the Flanagans. Uh, love y'all. 
Great wedding. Oh, Had a blast. Awesome. Don't get married in September, people. Don't get huh. married in September. Don't get married in the fall. <laughs> yep. Summer and winter weddings. Uh, plan all your big events for... Let's just keep it to the winter. That's perfect time for a wedding, <laughs> but uh, had a blast regardless. But uh, spent the last weekend uh, in town celebrating the Flanagans. Um, did a little bit of road hunting uh, last couple of evenings of the season, um, but eventually, you know, struck out on moose. But that's that's hunting, man. There's not a lot of moose. Uh, only so many get taken. They're awesome critters. There's a reason why they're you know kind of the crown gem of Alaska, and for a lot of people, they're big, big antlers. Awesome. It's a lot of meat. Awesome animals, but they're tough. They're tricky. Oh, we got a lot of pressure down here. Yeah. We have a lot of pressure down here. Yeah. And even in places where you're getting away from the pressure, I mean, we, we cut other boot tracks and stuff. Not a lot, and they were definitely old, but, yeah. you know, you get back in the in the hills around here. I mean, you got people coming from Anchorage, the entire peninsula. Argo, I mean, Cybersides. Yeah, and we know people that put hundreds and hundreds of miles on their wheelers, and it's like, I mean, it's just, it's not for me. I enjoy it. It's fun. Love riding wheelers. Makes things a lot easier, more accessible. But I just like getting away from people, and you're not getting away from people if you're going out there. Lots of moose, but there's lots of moose other places too. So, um I mean, I haven't seen them, but they're—they're <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like the birds. They're just CIA agents. They're not—they're not, they're not mm-hmm. real. They're fake. <laughs> they're recharging on the wires. <laughs> Yo, that's our—that's uh, our government's uh, intel. Uh, all the—all the moose antlers. They're just picking up, picking up a satellite. <laughs> that boat in the bay, dude. Oh, dude. We've been we've been on one. Don't eat. We've, <laughs> while we've been gone, we've been getting real conspiratorial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might have to start an entire other podcast just to cover that shit. A lot of time in the tent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not good for us. We're going to be crazy old it's people. Been re- <laughs> <laughs> it's been really rainy, so we've had a lot of time in the tent. I'll They're making that. the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of time in the tent. Someone say too much time in the tent. <laughs> An unhealthy amount. You just get into the weeds about some things, and you're like, why are we talking about this? How and why is this? it making so much sense? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. It all makes sense. Uh, every conspiracy has a hint of truth. Oh, or every truth has a conspiracy, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got we to. Gotta, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we should have a second podcast. <laughs> X-Files. X-Files. <laughs> Question hour. <laughs> no. Yeah. But moose season was sweet. We had a couple friends get some moose, which is awesome. Might have to bring bring some people on, tell some moose stories. Yeah. Um, have them tell their locations so we can kill a moose next year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spill the beans. Yeah. But uh, so you guys can get more information from uh, people who kill moose, I guess. Um, but we do it cooler. We just... We let them grow. They just got to get bigger. Yeah, They're not yeah. big enough for us yet. You know, only shoot the big ones. Eighty five or eighty five or bust. That's 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 our standards. If I see an eighty five inch moose, I'm gonna shit. Yeah, you will because I'll have shot you by then to kill that moose. <laughs> <laughs> I would never, maybe. Uh, <laughs> oh, I miss chatting with you guys, man. Yeah. I hope y'all appreciate this. Especially, I'm excited. There's a bunch of new listeners out there really? that haven't gotten to hear 
a fresh live podcast. That's amazing. Right? That to me is amazing. Yeah. They just stumble upon the podcast and pick an episode. Yeah, exactly. Not once have I ever done that on any podcast. Because <laughs> it's not as good as this one. That's why. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> like, I love listening to podcasts. I love listening to tons of different podcasts. When I worked at the plant, I listened to a lot of media. Yep. And I would just, you know, grab a podcast and pick their newest episode and be like, all right, what you got? Yep. Listen to it. Never would go back and listen to old ones. Yeah. I, I like to dig back into it. Usually once I find a podcast and then they don't post enough uh like us at times uh then yeah. i'm like all right this episode from 2016 let's hear it and then they cover like a current event that you forget even existed you're like i forgot that was wow we were really fighting over that back then weren't we son of a gun <laughs> but so hopefully uh you new listeners that have been going through our back catalog uh are enjoying that um but now you have some fresh meat um and get to get to see what we're up to now i wonder if our content's gotten better or worse Good question. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if, if worse, let us know what we could do better. There's uh, been a lot more goofing. <laughs> <laughs> Always. That's that's the nature of it. You could only... I love... I mean, we love breaking down gear, the freaking data of everything. Oh, yeah. We we like nerding out, but at some point, you got to freaking loosen up a little bit and just get some good old therapy sessions got out to there. Got some good goofing. Oh, yeah. We're good at goofing. Yeah. <laughs> Spend most of our life goofing. <laughs> Ain't gonna stop. No, nope. be crazy old people. <laughs> Yo, for sure. That's what I tell any new person I meet at the bar or something. You know, chit chat. And I'm like, dude, if you see me in like 40 years, run. <laughs> if Put you're still down. associating with me by then, well, bad move. Yeah. I spent too much time not in civilization. Yeah. <laughs> Good crazy experience the other day. Uh, Tony, shout out Tony. Oh yeah, Tony. Thank you for the donuts and all, all the treats. Uh, you're awesome, man. Yeah. Glad you listen. Glad y'all enjoy it. And glad we got to help you out. You Real know? life listener. Yeah. Total stranger at the time. Out in the wild, man. Yeah. <laughs> out in the wild. Met him while we were on the clock. Yeah, hell yeah. Cool guy. Thanks, Tony. That's what it's all about. It's about you guys. Y'all yeah. put a smile on our face. <laughs> you know? It's not hard. We smile a lot. We smile too much. But uh, when it comes from y'all, it means extra. It means a lot. And that's I, why you should, sorry, go ahead. That was Sean. the coolest thing ever. Yeah. No, it was that really was cool. nice. And it's just like, you know, we love shaking hands, love chit-chatting. If you see us out in the wild, come up. We'll goof. You'll probably end up on the podcast yourself. We always offer, we're like, come on the podcast. Exactly. We'll make a time. Oh, yeah. This is like, out uh, this past weekend, Sunday we were riding out with some friends and longtime Hopestead family and work with their dad, even. And there's some hunting machines, absolutely hunting machines. Their dad showed shared pictures with me of the boys, tiny. Like, oh, with the big brown bear? Huge brown bear. He's got moose racks, you know, probably 70-something-inch moose racks. The kid's sitting in the middle of them, and it was cool. Yeah. Very cool. They've been, it's in their blood. Mm-hmm. No, that was a fun trip. We went out, basically, you know, just looking for bears. Moose season was over, and mainly just getting the wheelers out, going to, you know, just... Getting out and doing what you can once kind of, you know, once moose season wraps up, a lot of people, you know, are done for the season. That's their big thing. But we still got brown bear open, black bear, you know, goats are coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully ton- get on one of those. Heck yeah. But tons of stuff. And it was nice. They, you know, invited us out. Uh, and it was neat because they're, I mean, shoot, Chase is still, he's a senior in high school, right? Nine, nine, 18? 18, 19. I think he's 19. 
Is he? No, just turned 18. Just turned 18. Yeah. Wow. Fresh legal, right? <laughs> Crazy. That's right. <laughs> I graduated college before he started high school. Yeah. And they're just hunting machines, man. Yeah. Absolute hunting machines. And they know that country. Like, they're, you know, back of their hand. We They've drove got... it in the fog, in the rain. In the dark. In the dark. <laughs> completely tore up Muskeg. Yeah. And they just drove us back. I was like, ah, I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> We would have found something. Oh, for sure. We would have figured it maybe. out. But, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. We got lost in a 100-acre parcel. That is embarrassing. <laughs> That's something you don't share with the world. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was cool. They just, you know, kind of took the lead, which was which was fun. It was fun kind of sitting back, you know, still trying to play trail dad a little bit. Mm-hmm. I just naturally do. But, I mean, they're more than capable and shit. We were way over. You know, we bring our bags, everything. For sure. They made fun of us for bringing backpacks. <laughs> right. I was like, do you guys not bring bags? What if you got to hike up something and pack it out? Or like, <laughs> if I can't take the wheeler there, we ain't going. I was like, I'm touche. Right. Yeah, that's fair. We got wheelers to do it, so yeah. might as well. Those fun shared war stories and talking about, you know, future plans, trying to make some, you know, future hunts happen with those boys and, uh, you know, just keep exploring, keep doing stuff. So didn't see any uh, any bears because, uh, once again, weather was dog shit. Every time we go outside, <laughs> every single time, if it's the weekend and we have anything planned, it's going to be awful. Yeah. And the icing on the cake is it's always nice when we're working. We don't work that much. No. <laughs> no. And it's not always nice. It's been pretty shitty a lot of this year. But uh, all the nice days seem to be on work days. And then we get all excited, make plans, and then it just pisses on us. Yep. But, we go anyways. Yep, because you go got anyways. to. Can't kill him from the couch. That's right. Amen. Can't be a legend from the couch. Man, I tell you. Sean Krause, though. Yeah. Expert. Forget, dumped him. Nine mil. Yeah. 20, 20 plus yards. Didn't even hit the breast. Sig baby. 365, tiny little 9 millimeter. And I was like, for out of the tree. Expert marksman. <laughs> Shot it right in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect breast out of her, though. Yeah, that was impressive. Did I y'all cook that up yet? It's in the fridge. Nice. Yeah. Well, y'all been eating bear, so yeah. y'all been working through the rest <laughs> of it. Bear meatballs for the past three days. Yeah, Sean smells. Uh-huh. Dude, been, have you smelled me tooting over here? I've heard you toot and I haven't smelled them. Yeah, I hope they didn't hear that. <laughs> they've, been, they've been bad. They've been bad. It's not caribou farts, but it's pretty bad. Yeah. Those bear patties you made, though, those weren't those weren't bad. When they were yeah. cold, they were a little eh. But. Yeah, they're super mid. <laughs> yeah, I needed but some A1 for sure. I'm about free food, man. Oh, always. I love free food. And I love to be able to shoot things and eat them. Yep. No, so. I, I definitely felt a little guilty. We didn't harvest the meat off my black bear. Uh, fall bears, you don't have to. And a lot of the units, and they're pretty fishy by that time of the year. And where we were hunting, there's a big... Supremely um, fishy. Yeah, there's a big salmon run. So we decided to just uh, just go a whole, oh, little skull and hide on that guy. Uh, plus, we were still moose hunting, so didn't want to you know keep... Keep meat in the bag all warm and whatnot. So mm-hmm. we opted out of that. Uh, definitely bummed that now we don't have moose or bear in the freezer. But uh, we got more hunts coming up. So oh, hopefully yeah. hopefully I won't be eating Wheaties and freaking <laughs> junk all, I'll give you some all winter. Meat, man. <laughs> right? yeah, y'all, y'all are game rich right now. <laughs> For sure. We've got bears. We've got moose. Have y'all finally worked through all y'all's caribou? You also got caribou in the freezer. Uh, we're getting close. We've got some summer sausage left over. And 
I think that's it. I think we got summer sausage and some dip, a couple cuts. Nice. But y'all still got several hundred pounds of moose meat, I'm sure. Easily. We have an entire stand-up freezer. Nice. That, that's the coolest thing about moose. It's just, yeah. they fill a freezer. <laughs> that was this almost this time last year. Yeah. And we don't. Yeah, it was. Protein. It was October last year. That's right. Yep. We don't buy protein from the store ever. Yeah. No, I'm hoping to add some caribou to the freezer this this winter. Paul's talking about another eight act trip potentially, which would be sweet. Dump a couple caribou, get some more caribou sausage because I love that. It's good, but we'll see. We might have to go up north if that I'm doesn't down, happen. Dude. I'm I'd down. Be, I want to get some goat in the freezer. Hoping, hoping that November hunt, the weather holds enough to where we can get over there. Hopefully get you a goat. You gave me moose season, so you're on the gun for goat season. Dude, we're going to get several. Dude, that'd be no, sweet. Double down on Billy's would be lit. Oh, yeah. That'd be legendary. Be a, be a freaking kick-ass freaking hike out, but worth it. As long as we don't flip the inflatable dinghy. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that would suck. Yeah, because uh, everybody's told us uh, where we want to hunt to fly into. Um but nah, we're going to walk because we're men um, and poor. <laughs> no, we invested into other things. Speaking of that, uh, congratulations, Mr. Sean Love. Uh, not quite official because you don't know how to read and mistaken the days. Uh, Isn't but- that messed up? They're gonna, they let you buy a house, but you can't read. <laughs> So, Mr. Shad Love is buying his first home, right. which is super exciting. Big one percenter over here. Barely, barely legal. Yeah. You're, what, you're 24 now. 23. Right? 23. God damn. I'll be 24 in January. I had a kid. I'm going to be an anchor pointer. Ew! But, uh, Love anchor point. Thought you were going to close on it today, um, but the text clearly said Thursday, um, and Sean is... Um, smart so uh it took a half day off work to take a nap because he misread his text uh but he will be closing tomorrow when you guys are listening to this brand new yeah. super fresh and spicy podcast um sean will be moving into his new abode oh, him and nuts. samantha big congratulations to y'all too because that's a huge move especially at y'all's age one percenter baby terrifying yep Big steps, but never spent that much money in one place ever. <laughs> That's a lot of candy bars. It's yeah, a lot of kuyu. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but that's that's one of the reasons we've been a little awol outside yeah. of our adventures. Um, takes a lot of a lot of energy to buy a home. Oh apparently, my gosh. <laughs> that is a process I never want to be a part of ever again. I mean. Yeah. I probably will be, but I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. I'll have people for that someday. <laughs> right. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll pawn that off to our, uh, our young Jamie that'll future right. be here. So, uh, still taking apps for that, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, if any of y'all want to do all the stuff, what we don't want to do and do it for free, um, we're your guys. So <laughs> Heck yeah. we'll pay you in smiles and chuckles and beers. So, <laughs> Pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. I have a place to put all my stuff. Let my yeah. stuff dry out now that's not inside the house. Yeah. I don't have to clean guns on the dining room table. This is not a dining room table. It's our coffee table because <laughs> we don't have a dining room in our house. <laughs> we live in 400 square feet right now, which is not bad. But with all the stuff we have for like outdoor activity, it's tight. Yeah. It's tight. No. Our mudroom is full. <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to moving yeah. it. That's a, that's a cool thing about Alaskans. We've got a... You got a little bit different value set because, like, 400 square feet. I mean, it's a roof over your head, millions 
billions of people would be stoked with that. But we have first world problems and we're assholes as Americans and we need everything bigger, better and stronger. Uh, but the fact that you said 400 square foot and it's plenty of room for you, most people out there just vomited because if oh, it's not 2,000 yeah. square foot, they wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> Dude, how much time do you spend in your house, real life? You should just sleep and shit there. That's yeah, about I it. I mean, during the winter, we ski, we snowshoe, we snow machine. But you have to have a place for your snow machine, your helmet, all your gear, your skis, all your gear. My mud room is full of it. Yeah. I mean, I was stoked when we bought this place, and I was like, oh, I've got a garage. I'll have plenty of room. Da-da-da. If y'all could see my garage right now, um, not enough room. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) Um, But we make it work. Amen. But, uh, no, I'm excited. Y'all have got a super sweet spot, super close access to all kinds of outdoor stuff. I mean, you've got the Anchor River there. You've got all kinds of stuff. Got a big shop. You've got outdoor kitchen. You've got you've got a sweet. Y'all got, y'all ended up with a cool. It's perfect for us. Cool dig. It's a diamond in the rough. That's for sure. Yeah. No, and it's a tough tough time to buy buy a place anywhere, but especially Alaska because low inventory. A lot of people with deep pockets rolling into the state. Mm-hmm. Um, so very competitive, and rates are not friendly right now. Um, but y'all found a pretty good wedge deal. Um, Shave, shave, shave some money off the top, which was super sick. Y'all got an appraisal above what y'all ended up getting for. Super awesome. And plus, now y'all are homeowners. You get to it worked out good for us. I'll say that. It worked out good for us. I've heard nightmare stories. Yeah. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. So. It's worked out good. Yep. You're just fighting an interest rate, and those always change. So uh, yeah. when the world ends, eh, the banks will close anyways, and then they got to take it from you. So fuck That's it. what I was thinking. I was like, man, we better get in the house before you know it hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about interest rates. I'm not worried about any of this anymore. At first, I was. I was like, this market's going to crash. Then I was like, market crash. I don't own a home. Damn. Where am I going to plant my garden and keep all my dead meat? <laughs> fuck. So I bought a house. Because at least if it's yours, um, you know, the bank might still own it. But they got to come take it. And yeah, good luck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. That's not a threat. Uh, we are law-abiding citizens. That's uh, <laughs> Goddamn right. <laughs> we are taking applications for our local militia. Uh, you can <laughs> sign up at your <laughs> post-119. <laughs> Oh, kidding, kidding. CIA, leave us alone, please. And thank you. <laughs> uh, they already tapped all of our phones today. So. Oh, dude, the Bob Hope was collecting debt. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. Super conspiracy. Yeah. Well, like we were saying, it wouldn't be a conspiracy unless the stuff lined up. That boat had sat out there for the last week doing absolutely nothing. Then we have a nationwide, you know, phone dealio bopily thingy going on. And it's a contracted data collection vessel now that it's been retired. And it just happened to leave heading north towards Anchorage at a the time that this event was starting and which is conveniently located where about two thirds of Alaska's population is when they were sending an alert to every phone to every person in the United States. Um, just spooky. It's a government data collection vessel. Yeah. Suspicious. Mad sus. Don't trust the government. And this morning we were like, ah, you know, it's only a conspiracy if the things add up. I, I, I literally said, said if it, it. <laughs> I was like, if the boats moved and headed towards Anchorage, then we can worry about it. We got out to the spit. Boat wasn't where it'd been for a week. It was heading the, you know, used to be a cargo vessel. Maybe it's dropping off, you know, supplies up in Anchorage. 
It cruises 30 knots. It'd take it three hours to get to Anchorage. It left on an outgoing tide through one of the most treacherous mm-hmm. tidal zones in the world mm-hmm. on a deep draft vessel that can't navigate through that in a low tide. They know exactly. There was no reason going. to go up there. They couldn't a stage. They didn't leave at the right time to be delivering cargo. Why would they be going up there? There's they nothing know, up there. They know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm just saying. It's making too much sense. It's making too much sense. Anyways, sorry. I just, mm, I don't trust nothing nowadays. Don't. It's bad for your brain, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> but hunting season was good. Yeah. And uh, looking back, I there's always the, what if we did this? What We did everything we could. We spent almost 50% of the hunting season in the field, which was awesome. I mean, Brody, shout out Brody, uh, down at PW, awesome guy, kind of our outdoor dad. Uh, now he's super, super awesome guy. He spent every day of moose season out in the woods and he himself didn't get a moose. They did get a moose for his dad, which was super awesome. Uh, shot, I think it was Carl. I forget. Was it I think it was just a spike fork legal bull. Yep. I believe Opening so. Opening day. Yeah. But super awesome. So they got meat in the freezer. But, I mean, that man is a moose hunting fool. They've got 70-plus <laughs> inches on their wall, and they weren't seeing much of moose. He did pass on a couple legal bulls, smaller 50s, smaller three browers. Um, so he had his opportunity. But, I mean, he wasn't seeing moose, and that's a sign, you yeah. know. So made me feel a little better come the end of the season. Plus, we got to see some amazing country, and now we just know the, know the area better. And now we've got a different plan of attack, which I'm super excited for because it gives us a reason to buy more shit we don't need. But uh, we for sure need it because it's cool. It's uh, cool. Why <laughs> would we need it? Uh, and that'll just open up so many more doors and opportunities. So pack craft, baby. Packraft is going to be sick. Yeah. You can fish, you can camp, you can hunt, you can do whatever. You can put it in a bag, you can put it in a plane, you can put it in a boat, you can put it in your pocket. Not really. You need to I be I don't pockets. like green eggs and ham. Same <laughs> I am. Not on a boat, not on a plane, not on a train. That was that was a good memory right there. You were so you hit that right on the nose. Thanks. God dang. I love Dr. Seuss. <laughs> That's why we keep Sean around. Not a big reader. <laughs> it's my favorite <laughs> book. Never finished one. <laughs> I take that back. I probably did. Maybe. Eh, probably not. <laughs> Let's be honest. You went to college. <laughs> Still didn't read a book. <laughs> Biggest claim to fame. Never failed a class. Got a college degree. Never read a book in my life. <laughs> that's, that's the craziest thing ever. <laughs> the smartest, stupidest person you'll ever meet, baby. <laughs> college is for some people, but I think it's also kind of a joke <laughs> oh dude total shit if i can get through it and not read a book the entire time granted it was a business degree so you know football degree but football degree. i was also studying radiology which is a smart person degree uh and still didn't fail a class um and i know people who uh read books and think alaska is next to hawaii so uh who's the real loser <sighs> that hurts my inside <laughs> yeah she wasn't smart uh, <laughs> or all that pretty really so that's unfortunate <laughs> But a uh, kind soul, I guess. I don't know. Not really either. She was just mm, Sometimes ugly and stupid. <laughs> Bad cop. <laughs> I ain't a liar. That's what I got to stick to my guns. <laughs> oh, goodness. But what's on your mind now? Moose is over. What are you looking forward to outside of uh, not having to stress about buying a house after tomorrow? <laughs> 
fix because I got to fix crap. Yeah. That's one thing I am good at, and I really wish I wasn't. <laughs> House projects. Yeah. They just take so much time. Yeah, and it puts a damper on the things I love to do. Yeah. But it's not going to put a damper on registration go. Nope. I'm excited for that. As that long bad boy as, comes open, dude. Oh, as long as the weather stays good, just good enough to access it. Because yeah. it's going to be shitty. We're going to be in the woods, so it's going to be shitty. Yeah. But goat hunting isn't a joke, especially in November. That's a tough time to be in the woods in Alaska in general, especially when you're on the mountain. The exposed mountain faces that are slippery and tall. Uh, tried to kill myself last year goat hunting and hope to get close this year without doing it because you got to get close to do it. But uh, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. Hopefully the snow will push them down a little bit. Yeah, it usually does, and it should play to our advantage. We're getting a ton of snow over there. I'm sorry I keep hiccuping and burping in my mouth, people, uh, so I hope you are uh, just all right with that. Um, but, yeah, the snow is working down the mountains already, yep. so hopefully they'll be lower. Hopefully we can get them on, you know, decent alpine bench away from cliffs. Uh, <laughs> Preferable. But put in, I mean, we'll probably have – a good 30 miles in in a trip on a week, just a three-day trip. Probably crank out 30 miles easily and hopefully a goat in the process. But that's definitely what I'm looking forward to. And then potentially some winter caribou and ice fishing. I'm super stoked for oh, ice fishing. Oh, ice year. fishing, dude. It's going to be awesome. First year, electronics. Yep, exactly. It's be the first year with electronics, and I think it's going to be interesting to say the least i don't think it's gonna be a game changer it might be it might be an absolute game changer i don't have no experience ice fishing with electronics i think it's gonna be very cool yeah it opens up a lot of doors because like my main exposure to ice fishing was all through the midwest and they take that stuff more serious than religion they love their ice fishing if they're not catching four inch perch they're not living um which just it's not the same for me. I just couldn't. I mean, I love crappie fishing like the next guy. Uh, but when it's negative 20 out, don't love crappie fishing so much. Uh, <laughs> just not, not the best combo. Crappie fishing is a beer drinking sport, not a s- trying to stay alive and not freeze solid on a lake in the middle of nowhere yeah. sport. Um, but big electronics people down there. And the nicest thing that I found with them is just getting an immediate, knowing the depth immediately and knowing the structure on the bottom which is super nice. Uh, so I think it'll open up a lot of doors with that. But, I mean, it's not – it doesn't change the world like a lot of people think. They're like, oh, I'll spend a 1000 bucks and then I'll just catch all the fish. Uh, not how that works. You We've caught a lot of fish. fish without it. Exactly. I mean, but it'll be nice to be able to map out the maps and then be like, all right, let's check this out. Dig a test hole, drop the electronics in, be like, all right, we know it's 19 feet here. Um, no real structure on the bottom, not seeing much. Give it, you know, 10 minutes under it. All right. Another test hole, another test hole. It makes exploring the lake a little easier because I mean, usually the way we run it, we set up, you know, and then kind of fish an area for several hours because you're fishing by braille. You're trying to feel the bottom with your jigs. You're using tiny jigs. It's just, a little tougher, but it is like Jordan. I know she'll love it because she just she loves the action of ice fishing. She likes the instant gratification and being able to watch a fish come on the screen and then hit your lure. She'll freaking she will love that. I know she'll be stoked about that. And I, I mean, I'm a gamer 
my whole childhood, so I enjoy it. Shoot the Midwest, I'd be like, oh, I want the, <laughs> I want the flasher. Exactly, but it's it's gonna be sweet. I'm excited to do some longer trips. Hopefully this winter, maybe go explore some new country. I'm really excited to explore um, that lake system that we canoed because there's some good fish in there. Yeah, it's accessible. Something that's a little milder, um, especially if like we bring the girls on and you know a winter camping trip because winter camping can be a little squirrely. So having some form of accommodations like campsites and stuff would be huge, uh, especially for Jordan. I know she will appreciate having a toilet, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm stoked for that. Want to finish out hunting season good, hopefully on a high note with either caribou or goat. But really excited to kind of pound the ice this year and explore that and potentially go up north and try go after some big lakers. That that's, would be cool. That's that's my bucket list through the ice. A big laker. Don't care what state it's in, where it's at, how I do it. I want hog. a big a laker through the ice. That's always been the dream. Just get an Airbnb for a week up north or just get a hot tent. Yeah. Hot tent. There's a couple time. lakes up there that even do uh, like shack rentals, like ice fishing. That's cool. Setups, you know, a couple bunks, a little heater. You know, you're kind of stuck to that spot on the lake unless you bring gear and kind of spike out from there, mm. which is totally an option. But uh, but it'll be cool. It'll be it'll be exciting to keep that going through the winter. I need to get some skis. Me and Jordan can pick up some cross country skis. Try and keep. Keep the body fat off this winter. Uh, definitely packed some LBs last year, so hoping to not do that this year. But skiing's fun. Oh. I do love me some skiing. It's not a super high reward by any means. It's more just exercise, <laughs> but it is fun. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. Haven't done a ton of cross country or skate skiing, but gonna get into it. Skate skiing is definitely more fun. Yeah, I'll say that it is definitely more fun. Unless you have like wide cross country skis, to where you can kind of Baja a little bit and go off trail and shoot grouse or whatever with them. Otherwise, skate skiing is the shit. Yeah. A little more fast. Mm-hmm. More fast, more better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah, otherwise you're just scooting. You're just scooting along. You're passing old ladies on the trail. On your left. It's fun. Sweet. I'm excited to do some winter camping, too. Whether it's, you know, ice fishing related or just, just love camping. Hot tent. We need a hot tent. Yeah. I've been, there's been some popping up on Facebook Marketplace. I've, PFDs just hit and I'm like, I need to fill an oil tank and propane, but I'm like, but there's this really cool Arctic oven Mm -hmm. that just happens to be exactly how much uh, I could spend right this second. Uh, but I'm going to try and be a little more financially, uh, astute this year. Cause last year I was not, uh, I generally am. Uh, but then I bought a house and I was like, what is a credit score? And, <laughs> Amen. but you know, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> it do be that way. Ooh, what else are we missing? I know, uh, for you guys, we'll probably do some future episodes where we kind of, breakdown especially for our moose hunt some of the gear we took and all that we wanted to just it's been so it's been a while so we wanted to get on here kind of just shotgun shotgun style let y'all know what we've been up to uh let y'all know we haven't just been sitting on the couch munching cheetos and avoiding y'all um 
we have been doing things and we have been getting content for y'all. Um, so we'll probably circle back and dig deeper into some of these trips, give y'all the nitty gritty, the details and kind of go step by step, break them down a little further for you guys. Cause I know y'all love that. Um, but I know I'm missing something in there. We did res pass, um, briefly talked the duck hunting, some moose hunting. There was something else in there. I told myself I was going to write a list, but. I don't. I also lists. said that same thing. Didn't do it. <laughs> I know there's something in there. Yeah, when it'll do, come. When to did me. we do Tuscany? We talked about Tuscany. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, we did an episode yeah. on Tuscany. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's a tough thing. When you get out of the rhythm, you forget what you talked about, worst. what you haven't, when you did stuff, when you didn't do stuff. We have been getting after it every weekend, though. Yeah, that's for sure. Did a lot of fishing in the boat, my dad's boat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Talk about some of that. I forgot about those. Y'all have gone out last two, yeah. three weekends, haven't y'all? Yep. It's been fun. Uh, haven't got the troll set up done because we got to fix the impeller on the kicker. But got downrigger set up, got all the flashers and shit and blah, blah, blah for it. Uh, definitely need to invest in some new electronics. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. It's a 20, 20-something foot sea dory. Pretty cool. Definitely going to abuse it. <laughs> Just with the little four, uh, four bunk, four peak. Yeah. It's skookum. Sleep three to four comfortably. And nice. it's got the full cover back on it. It's where in the spring it'll be, it'll be skookum for hunting. I wanted to get out this fall, go duck hunting in it, but I may be too busy too. Unless yeah. I take time off work. No big deal. Because y'all got a lot of lot of house stuff coming down the pipe. I got irons in the fire. Yeah. I, That's for sure. I feel that. You got work projects, other work projects, a freaking laundry list of BS I Dude, need to do. Winter prep. Yeah. Which, the winter prep. That's the one nice thing about October, at least here local. Everything kind of slows down. Moose is done. Goats not going on. And it's like, all right, take a deep breath. We haven't done anything for a month because we've just been hunting. Uh, we got to get some shit done before snow hits the ground, and then we can get back to having fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure everything gets neglected during hunting season. Oh, without a doubt. I have not taken the trash out in many moons. <laughs> a dump run. Yeah. And, but, man, I got the sleds loaded up on the trailer. Those are going to go over. I need to do a once-over on those before winter. I got to get some firewood together. Because it's already freaking winter time. Got to get it chopped split because the shop's got a wood stove and not an oil heater. Got to no. get an oil heater and install it. Oh, I got, yeah, I got crap. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I can see you stressing just thinking yeah, about it. Yeah, I right got to hang lights in the garage. I got, you got to put a new oven in. <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of stuff to do. No. All kinds of stuff. No, it'll be nice though. We'll get we'll get a bunch of hands over there. Me and Jordan owe you many hours of labor because <laughs> y'all yeah. y'all helped us immensely when we moved into our place and bought our place. And uh, that's what friends are for. We look after family. You know, you gotta help. Gotta help your community. Help your clan. So. Plus, uh, I'm for sure going to abuse your shop and just your house in general because uh, <laughs> that's yeah. what friends do. It's <laughs> cool. It's got a little office in the garage. It's a pretty big office. They've got a L bench on one side, and it's got enough for a table this size, maybe a little bit bigger in there. The, it's painted blue. It's weird. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll definitely be my like fly tying area, my gun cleaning station, things I can take part. I have my fucking tool set up there, a clean room. 
Because yeah. the rest of the garage is not going to be a clean room. No. By any means. And I put, like, hunting gear in there and packs and things I want to keep dry, clean. and It'll be a nice room to have all your important stuff. Like, yeah. all your stay dry. My I spent way too much money on this stuff. I don't want yeah. it to mildew. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably put some hand-loading station in there. It'll be cool. No. It'll be cool. That'll, that'll be dope. And then now you got space. You know, we can wrench on your sleds, just room to work on stuff. And... It'll, it'll be a good gig. It'll be sweet. I've already been collecting shits put in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got a pile at work. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ooh, I really should. Yeah, I'm going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Lots of projects for now until forever. No. <laughs> no. Around for sure. <laughs> Around yeah. the activities. Around everything else we're doing. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, before we head out of here. How'd those fishing trips go? Because y'all got into some halibut and oh, rockfish, didn't y'all? Yeah. We hit rockfish places. I never thought there would be rockfish, to be entirely honest with you. Forget. We were around places here in Ketchmack Bay where I don't see people fish often. And we were you know, watching the plotter and the depth finder and the sounder and shit. And I was like, mm, that looks like a rock pile off this little pinnacle. I was fishing. You know, I've never been here. I've never fished it. It was only like, you know, 60-something feet deep. And I was like, oh, why not? hammered the rockfish just hammered them i was like hell yeah fuck pinpoint that i'll <laughs> save that for later <laughs> never see people fish back there because mm. you'll see people fish around the out outer islands of coves and things like that but we were inside of one of the coves kind of a deep shelf side with rock bottom and around a pinnacle i was like man fuck it rock rockfish like rocks right <laughs> I, I sure hope so <laughs> <laughs> but got on them pretty good found a couple good spots for rockfish um, I have caught so many Irish lords trying to find <laughs> good places to fish. It pisses me off. Dude, it's the worst because the second you bring one of those up, you're like, cool, this spot sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. like, that's the universal sign of you're in the wrong location. <laughs> I've caught about 100 of those. <laughs> uh, tons of like kelp greenlings and things yeah. like that. They're cool. What if they've got blue meat? Dude, those are one of the most underrated fish out there for just the fact of, I think they're cool. They're, <laughs> they're gorgeous fish. We caught one that was red and blue. They make great halibut bait, by the way. Flay them up. I've heard this. Yeah. Don't know if that's legal. Um, it, for those of you listening, for sure legal. Uh, uh, but don't don't use that as a reference. I'm just covering my ass. Uh, <laughs> T-Y. Pretty sure, pretty sure it's legal. Uh, but we use them as bait and super good halibut bait. And they're just cool looking. They're Real cool. pretty fish. We've got the black ones with green spots, and then the red ones with blue on them, and the yellow ones with red. Yeah. They're cool. There's some very cool different variations of them. But caught some decent halibut out in some kelp flats. Super pain ass to find and stay on the days we were out there. I had a big ground swell, and we were being pushed in and shit. Just didn't want to drop the anchor because I know I'm going to be the one to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But that'll be addressed at some point. Yeah, it's turned out to be a pretty good trip. Just getting feet in the water because I've not done a whole lot of sea fishing. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best at sea fishing. I've done, you know, lots of salmon fishing, lakes, streams, things like that, even snagging. No big deal out of the ocean. I've done some halibut fishing and rockfish fishing and things like that, but they've all, I'm not in charge of taking it to a, to a location. Yeah. I'm just there riding, drinking, and fishing. (laughs) I was like, oh, thanks, Cap. Fish. But maybe I should pay more attention. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, y'all are on top of it. Halibut are hard to, you know, pinpoint. Many people fish here their whole life, still can't figure it out. 
kind of shocks me a little bit, but uh, no offense. We all struggle with things. If uh, you don't find the fish, don't fish there. <laughs> right? That's kind of what I was like. Have you tried other spots? Because um, yeah. wherever you're working, not working. Go to the bar, <laughs> ask people. Yeah. I just ask everybody I know. Tons of people at work, I ask them, like, where, do you, where, do you, where do you go? <laughs> you don't have to tell me the exact, but whereabouts? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to try everything around that. <laughs> yeah. But pretty good spots. But when it comes to like King Salmon, everybody tells everybody where they're at. Yeah. They're like, I you'll see a hundred charter boats in half a mile area. Yep. They're all catching nothing. <laughs> Usually. Because <laughs> some cocksuckers can be tough. Yeah. But it's cool. It's cool. Trolling for kings, that's a a foreign concept to me. It's still very cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's a fun fishery. I've I'm not as good as it as I wish I was just because our boat was never set up for it. Just too big. Mm-hmm. We're, we're always ground fishing. We've mm-hmm. caught some sweet kings trolling, but it's just not the design for it. Those yeah. sea doors, like that boat you could turn into an amazing winter king fisher. Yeah. But no, that's, that's sweet. I was stoked to hear y'all were getting on the fish. And I mean, you did exactly what you, I mean, I would have given you that exact fight advice for rockfish. you know, any pinnacle, any type of rock formation jetting up out of the water, especially if you're seeing anything on the sounder suspended over it, almost guaranteed to be black rock bass on yeah. it. And delicious. Yeah. Super good eater. There's probably my favorite of all the of all of our local saltwater fish is black rock fish, yeah. which kind of a hot take for a lot of people, but I really enjoy like fish bass, tacos dude. out of them. Yeah. No, yeah. they're just delicious. Yellow eyes, good. They're just you know, harder to get on, a little different fillets. They're nicer fish, so I always want to try and do something fancy with it and fuck it up because I'm not the best cook. I'm a decent cook, but I'd just be, I'm like, ooh, this is a $100 fillet. Let me just butcher it. <laughs> Fried. <laughs> exactly. Fried or blackened. But, no, I'm I'm stoked y'all are getting out, especially just, you know, getting your dad out, getting your grandpa oh, yeah. out. That's that's sweet. Getting to do the, the lineage be, trip. Yeah, they used to be very outdoorsy. My grandpa's a die-hard fisherman. Die-hard. Loves fishing. He lived in Florida for a while, in Oklahoma. Just hammered fish every weekend he'd be out and about. And so they've recently moved here this past, you know, couple months and haven't gotten able to do a lot of fishing. I was super busy this summer. Didn't do a lot of fishing myself. And so he's like, well, what the fuck, man? We're, we're just never going to go fishing ever again. What the hell? We got a boat. We don't go fishing. I was like, you're right, Grandpa. <laughs> you're right. We should go. And we did. But definitely getting them out and about is cool. It's cool. Heck, yeah. They get in some bickering matches, and I'm just like, blah. <laughs> like, guys, like women. Just kidding for all the women out there. But they do a lot of bitching. <laughs> but they're still a lot of fun. Oh, that's freaking sweet. No, I'm excited that y'all got that up and going, having a good time. We'll have to get out there. Dude, get, yeah. Get your grandpa on a 200-pounder. Yeah, <laughs> you know some good spots around here, so we'll get you out there and be like, Michael, where do we go? <laughs> My dad will say, he'll be like, so Michael, <laughs> <laughs> where do you think we should fish today? And just go exactly where you say. We'll get on some big butts. I mean, y'all y'all caught some nice 30, 40-pounders, you were saying, and that's, I yeah. mean, that's the perfect class fish you want to be be in. A little bigger than chickens, so you're filling the freezer, but you're still not, you know, with those freaking ungodly fillets that are just truly unmanageable. Oh, <laughs> the super awesome catching hundred plus pounders, but uh, also not really great table fare at that point. Hard to handle, <laughs> hard to cook, hard to eat unless you're gonna 
chunk it and make it into fried fish. Yeah, that's what I do with all. I just cube it up because there's no grain left at that point. Just the weight of the fillet when you're filleting it off the fish just ruins the grain of the fish itself. But no, y'all got y'all y'all got it figured out. Y'all y'all gonna be golden. Yeah, he was fishing on the other side of the boat, and he's like, "Shot." Grab the gas! <laughs> I mean, it was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Grab the gas, take him over there. Yeah, it was a fun trip. Nothing better than uh, using tools to catch fish. For sure. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> the gaff, harpoon, or gun come out, you're stoked. <laughs> After we started catching some decent halibut, I was like, all right, next trip, I'm definitely bringing the gun. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, especially on a boat that size, you're going to want to harpoon it or shoot it. Yeah. You bring a 200-foot or 200-pounder in there, it's going to break some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My grandpa handicapped, got a motorcycle accident a long time ago. Not the best to get around. And my dad just, he's pretty, he still gets around plenty fine. But we threw that halibut on the deck. <laughs> it was flopping around. They're like, oh, fuck. Started holding on to shit. <laughs> that's, I'm trying to just hold it down. Yeah, it was funny. That was funny. Yeah, let me tell you. That's how you get a treble hook in your hand. Yeah. I've <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. shoot. Well, guys, uh, thank you once again uh, for tuning in. We're glad to be back. I hope you're glad to have us back. Um, Before you hop out of here, please go over to whatever you're listening on, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it may be. Uh, Give us a like, a subscribe, uh, leave a comment. We really appreciate it. Um, Most of you guys reach out over on Instagram, which we really appreciate. Uh, You can find us at average underscore Alaskan underscore podcast or personally at Michael underscore Sabota and Sean underscore Louv, L-U-V. Reach out to us, send us a message. We always love responding, getting back to it. Um, We try and be as punctual as possible. Uh, Sometimes it takes a little longer than others just because uh, try and stay off our phones as much as we can. It's hard to this day and age, Um, but we do our best to do that. But we also do our best to stay in touch with you guys, give y'all as much information as you need uh, personally or just chit chat. We love chatting, hearing stories, hearing what y'all are up to. Um, So we really appreciate that. Um, And I think, uh, I think that's it. I haven't done one of these in a while. So (laughs) I think I hit it. Oh yeah. You can email us too, if you want. Um, I don't really like email, but uh, some of y'all do. So uh, average Alaskan podcast at yahoo.com. Is where you can reach us there. Uh, if you're interested on being in a future episode or anything, uh, reach out. Tell us a story. Tell us what you can bring to the podcast. Uh, you know, as long as you're able to chat with us for an hour or two, uh, we'd love to have you on. We love uh, telling stories from all aspects of life, whatever it is, uh, whatever your adventure may be. Let us know, and uh, we'll try and set up a time and get you guys on here because uh, we love meeting new people and bring bringing new voices to the world. That's what it's about: sharing content, sharing stories, and. Uh, you know, killing some time. Well put. Hell yeah. So uh, until next time, guys, we'll see y'all next week. Back to the grind. Enjoy. See ya. Stay dry. And enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm.